Blog Talk Radio. Well, I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. How is everyone doing tonight? Truly welcome you to the Five Smooth Stone Network on Blog Talk Radio. My, I'm Brother Seth. Some of you know me as Brother Seth. Others of you know me as just simply Seth. But I will be your host tonight. And we'll see if the other host is able to call in tonight. You know my friends are very busy. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. But if not, I have a, oh, my goodness, just a lot on the um, on the table. So we just make it an open forum tonight because we don't know what direction we'll be going. So much is going on. Uh, like I often say, around us, in us, and through us, things we're doing to others. So tonight is an open forum, folks. What does that mean? It means just what it says. It is simply open to whatever is on your spirit, whatever is troubling you, whatever is encouraging you, whatever you're excited about. Not just bad news, folks. Not just gloomy, discouraging bad news, but things that would enlighten our brothers and sisters listening to the show tonight and listen to the show in the future in the archives. So, again, welcome to the Five Foot Stone Network. At this network, we just simply try to talk about things we know for sure that will encourage our brothers and sisters. Who are our brothers and sisters? Humanity. It's just that simple. We do have a devotion or a commitment to help our people first. According to the flesh, bloodline, and that would be African Americans, who we at this network believe are one of the lost tribes of Israel, not all of Israel. But then, after we love on our own, make no qualms about it, we have love for the entire planet. And like I say so often, I love every single one of you, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. I mean it with all my heart. Brother Seth loved every single one of you, and there is nothing you can do about it. So anyway, tonight, 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 um, we are supposed to have a guest. We'll see if they call. And if not, um, we'll be taking your calls tonight. Press 1 on the phone lines. If you have a question or comment, uh, uh, there's no limits. Uh, we'll probably enforce our regular five-minute limits of the callers, but it's kind of liberal tonight. I'm feeling a little liberal. I'm really wanting to hear from the callers tonight. So tonight may be a time where we just allow you just to share whatever's on your heart. So we'll see how that goes. Don't hold me to it now. The lines start filling up. We'll just have to, uh, I mean, we already got people on the line. But what I mean is if hands start going up is what I mean. Then we'll look at some other um, way of um conducting ourselves. But anyway, I want to go ahead and open up with a song uh, that I think is very relevant. Uh, I need to buy a little time and get more people in. Uh, we have people in the, uh, 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 we have those in the chat room as well as on the phone lines. Just allow a few more people to come, folks. So just enjoy the OJs. In the meantime, talking about give the people what they want. So many of our brothers and sisters, again, humanity, is just looking for truth. So much is going on, so many questions. I mean, we're talking about grown folk questions. People just are uncertain about the past, what they thought they knew, what they thought they experienced. They're so uncertain about the past, you know. They have so many questions about the past. They thought they, some things, and then some things they never thought they knew, they didn't know. And 
uh, they find out today some things about the past that they had no clue. And then there's a lot of questions and anxiety about the present, uh, frustrations. Uh, there's also a lot of encouragement about the present. There's a lot of motivation about the present. There's a lot of just uh, excitement about the present. And then the future, oh, my goodness, there's so many people excited about what is to come. Uh, yes, there is. Believe it or not, there's a lot of people excited. They have locked into what the Father is saying through his word, and they're excited. They're excited. If you didn't listen to this network, you know what I'm saying to be true. A lot of things are supposed to happen that it's going to it's gonna be a great thing in the earth. And then there's a lot of things in our world. I don't have to remind you about this one that's discouraging, uh, uh, killing a lot of people's spirit, a lot of people losing hope. And so this Five Soul Soul Network, what Brother, what Brother Seth's trying to do as well as his guests is just simply bring hope to the people like the song is about to say. Give the people what they want. That's what they want out of the clergy. That's what they want out of the colleges. That's what they want out of society. People want truth. People want that thing that the scriptures say, make them free. That's what they really want. They may say it different ways. Some have given up on the church, but they still want truth. They just don't feel like they can get out of the church. So just enjoy this little clip, uh, this little song, um, and we'll be right back in a little bit. All right? Again, you've been tuned in to the Five Zone Network. I'm Brother Seth. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
at least the topic that's on the table right now. We don't have to stick or stay on uh, uh, Lori Lightfoot or, or Mayor Lightfoot. We can talk about other things that's on your mind. We certainly can. But for starters, this is a big topic, not just in Chicago, but in America. First, openly gay mayor, African-American female. And ever since Obama did what he did, it's, it, 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 I'm not going to say, I'm not going to put on Obama, it's not true. I actually, I'll take that back. But Obama definitely pushed the card forward, meaning um, giving gay the right to marry and all this. He gave his strength. He gave that that act of homosexuality, we believe, over at the Five Stone Network is 100% sin. And that will take people and a nation and a culture backwards. But we love, love for sure the homosexual. We don't think we're better than that, them. Uh, we don't look down on them as a person. But we cannot play with brothers and sisters this lifestyle. Our young people are seeing people like Lori Lightfoot become mayor and and Lori may have a policy in her administration, we don't know yet, where she is not pushing her beliefs uh, as it relates to the homosexual um, lifestyle on her constituents. She may be one of those mayors that it's a separate thing. She might govern like a strong Christian. We don't know. But even if she does not enforce homosexuality in any type of policy or promote it in any way in her administration, there are young people starting with her daughter, looking at her and her lover that's open about this, kissing in front of her, and they're also kissing on the the news network, on the press conference when she won. They're very open with it. And so that is a message in and of itself when you're open with it. Now, there are some homosexuals that are really quiet. You're not going to get a kiss in public. You may know they're married, but that's about it. And they may not even come out and say they married. A lot of relationships is not open like that. They just don't say it. You don't. You'll never know. And they are gay. Lots of relationships are still in the closet. And then lots of relationships are outside the closet. Actually, there's more relationships still in the closet than outside, I believe. But they're picking up momentum. They who? The gay and lesbian community is picking up steam. Should we be concerned about it? I want to hear y'all take on it. I want to know what the, the Bible say. let the redeem of the Lord say so. So I want to hear what the redeem of the Lord say. And I also want to hear, this is just me, I want to hear from those that don't know if you're redeemed. What do you have to say about it? Because we do value your input over here at the Five Smooth Stone Network. Again, I'm Brother Seth, and tonight we have an open forum. Um, just starting out with this mayor because it's, it's a very hot item. And uh, it's something that we can talk about that will bring, shed some light uh, for anyone listening that is on the fence. Uh, folks, I want to share some scriptures with you for those that are just not real sure whether we are quoting the Bible right. Uh, <laughs> you just are not sure. I just want to not make turn this into a Bible study. Don't worry. Don't get afraid. Don't hang up. We're not going to turn to a Bible study. We're just going to hit quickly some scriptures that vehemently um, says that this lifestyle is 
of sin. And you know what sin is. You know what sin does. You know what the Bible says about what the Bible says about homosexuality. You know, many of you already know. So the first thing I want to talk about is a city in the Bible days that was very, very, very wicked. And the name of this city was Sodom. There was actually two Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, but I, and that's where we get where we get the word for sodomy from, sodomy, okay? But in this story where Lot is the key figure, there was this city that was out of control. And I would ask every single one of you to go and read up on this story because you know some of y'all don't believe in ministers and um, you don't believe in church but you believe in the most high you say it all the time I hear it all the time you're not down with the church go and do your own research and you can start off at Genesis 19 okay I'm reading from the King James Version. Actually, I won't read everything, but just just go and start with uh, Genesis 19. Start at the very first verse. It's not that long of a chapter. Um, actually, maybe something to some of y'all, but uh, Genesis 19 talks about the father's anger towards a city that was just swimming in, re- in rebellion and and all type of perversion. As uh, it got so bad that some angels went into the city to. Uh, to do God's work and and uh, to just make it short and just say God's work, but I told you the whole story because I don't hear a lot of scriptures. Again, Genesis 19 is where you can get this um, this this um, serious serious story about how the father felt towards homosexuality and rebellion. But make the long story short, in this story, these people was actually trying to sleep with the angels and. Um, Lot was even begging uh, the men that was trying to sleep with the angels to take daughters, which is kind of unfair to girls to be just given like that. But he just didn't want these holy men, you know. Um, I think that was his choice between the holy men, thinking maybe God would kill them or something if, he, if they slept with those angels or forced, you know, because that was, you know, holy, you know. And so he offered his daughters, and these men wanted to sleep with other men. Make the long story short, Genesis 19 definitely is a clear story where the father was not was not happy with the homosexuality uh, lifestyle or that act, sodomy, and so forth, men with men. Leviticus 18 and 22. Leviticus 18 and 22. Here's where we're dealing with the law. You actually can see it in black and white. Again, Leviticus 18 and 22. We're talking about Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Cincinnati. I mean, the mayor of uh, Chicago. And I know I'm starting on talking about her, her, um, not her skill to lead, but her sexual uh, preference. I know I'm, I'm kind of going this backwards, but y'all bear with me because I said earlier I actually like her. Something about her I really, really, really like. Um, and we got to grow up a little bit and quit, you know, thinking people can't lead and people can't run a city and, and make a change in cities like Chicago or wherever uh, leadership is just because of their sex.
regards to a sexual preference, they may not do very well. That is the truth. But it don't mean that they can't uh, you can't lead and can't and can't have policies to crack down on gang activity, crack down on greed, crack down on all types of uh, police brutality. That woman could change that city and be just as gay as you know. So we got to grow up a little bit. We have to because our world is changing. And uh, so anyway, Leviticus 18 and 22. For those of you that think a lot of us are just misquoting the Bible and all that. It says, you should not lie with men, talking to men, you should not lie with men, men, as with a woman. Well, what do you do with a woman? Y'all know what men do with women. It says, you, you shall not lie with a male as you with a woman. It goes on to say, it is an abomination. It is not a surprise Okay, but hold on. Somebody's comment. I don't want to read the comment. I just want to read the scripture. It's what happens when you Google sometimes. You get people's... Um, so let's get this. Go to the, let's get the uh, gateway on this, the Bible gateway. Okay, here we go. So that was it. The, uh, Leviticus 18 and 22. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. How clear-cut can you get it? How clear-cut can you get it in this, in that? So, brothers and sisters, there you have it. It is an abomination, okay? Uh, but Lori Lightfoot is openly about it. And uh, does it mean she can't lead? Of course not. Well, let's flip on. I don't want to spend too much time on that because we don't know what Lori's going to do yet. She just took office. And just be in prayer for, and I do mean not religious talk, but be in prayer for Chicago. Chicago has a high homicide rate. The city is off the chain. Off the charts, it's just the self-hate among our people and the gang activity is just out of control. The police department is really out of control. My goodness, she's going to have her hands full trying to convert that police department. That is a very racist, racist police department. So Chicago need our prayers for sure that Miss Lori Lightfoot not only will... Um, your first foremost, you should pray for her salvation if she's not already a believer. Because some, some, some homosexualities are actually what you call believers. They've already accepted the Father in their life, and they and they believe in Christ, and they just have that rebellion in their life like many of you. You know, many of us. It may not be homosexuality, but it may be uh, a sin of another, another flavor, if I could say that. Okay, so... Let's not be too hard on the sister. Let's pray for her salvation. If she is already saved, pray that the Father will convict her out of that lifestyle. Because that lifestyle is going to encourage others to go into that lifestyle. Because they're going to always be able to say, look at Lord, she a success. You know, they think because you're mayor, you're a success. And you are to a certain degree. But a lot of that message, that open open expression is, is going to mislead a lot of our young people. And that is the truth. Okay, so we've got to be very uh, strong with this thing, sturdy with this thing, and speak it out and call it for what it is. And um, again, anyone want to comment on Lori Lightfoot, uh, uh, press now, press one. Otherwise, I'm going to move on to other topics. We've got so much going on around our city, around our states, and around in, in this country for sure. So tonight, again, is open forum. So I also want to talk about something that's going on uh, that is kind of uh, oh, let me just go and get a few more scriptures with regards to, uh, although y'all should need them, because uh, that was pretty, uh, pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty solid. Uh, in Romans, 
You can always look up uh, Romans 1, 18 and 32. Um, there's some more scriptures talking about uh, uh, just the nature of sin and homosexuality as well. Here goes, um, just for instance, Roman, uh, Romans 1. Check this out, everybody. Y'all got to read this, okay? This is another scripture. I'm trying to find the scripture that's more the, the clearest. If we look at Romans 1, 26 and 27, Romans 1, 26 through 27, listen to this, folks. For this cause, because you need to read the previous verse to see what cause they're talking about, but for this cause, God gave them up to vile affections. Okay, and this is when people was pursuing, 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 sin, pursuing sin in the previous verses. And the Father gave them, those that were pursuing sin, up to vile affections. Now, he called it vile affections, which means evil affections, corrupted affections. Okay, this is not righteous affections. And here he goes, he's about to name what he gave them over to, because they was pursuing it, pursuing it. You know, there's a universal law. If you continue to pursue something, pursue something, the Father will give you up to it. Oh, my goodness. But, oh, but the grace, oh, for, how do they say, how, how do they, how do people say it? There goes I, if it wasn't for his grace, because all of us are walked in sin. And, but to some, some people he really have turned over, folks. Listen to me. Please listen. Oh, my goodness. Listen, listen, listen. Listen to this. Romans one twenty six. for this cause, God gave them up to vile affection, for even their women did need Excuse me. Even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. One more time. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. So, folks, what we're about to read in verse 27 is going to tell you what the scriptures says is saying against nature. Remember the father said earlier This is a vile affection he gave him over to Okay Verse 27 And likewise Also the men leaving the natural use Of the woman Burning their lust towards one another Men with men Working that Which is unseemly And receiving in themselves That recompense of their error Which was met So let's read it one more time Romans 1 26 and 27 so you can get the feel of the whole thing for this cause God gave them up to vile affections for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature and likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman if it's talking about the men leaving the natural use of the woman obviously that would mean that the women is doing the reverse burning their lust one towards another men with men Men with men, working that which is unseemly. The Bible calls it unseemly. It calls it vile affection. And then it goes on to say, in receiving in themselves that pay or that recompense of their error which was met, congratulating each other or complimenting each other like it was a good thing. So there's another scripture, again, to speak out against the act of homosexuality. Uh, also, you can look at First Corinthians six nine through ten. I'll just name these verses and move on. First uh, Timothy one eight and ten. Again, the Father speaks clearly that this act is not only not promoting life 
you know, because if, if, if everybody just looking like this, like we used to learn as a child, if everybody was just like me, what kind of world would it be? So if everybody was homosexual, if it was the right thing to do, like some people think it is, if everybody was homosexual, the world would not even probably live for the next 30 years. If we all turn homosexual tomorrow, and we didn't, we didn't, we didn't mate with females. The male and didn't mate with females, or not mate, but you know, we didn't go after females and females that pursue males or allow or date males. Um, we couldn't produce life. Now some people say, "Oh yeah, we can't do a test and all that." Okay, we probably could like that in that way. Yes, that's true. But what kind of world would it be with 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 with, with people parenting? Uh, you know, would throw off the whole parent cycle. It would just be chaos. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't have to hit that any harder. It's very clear. It's very clear. I just think we get into a time where people are just more concerned about what feels good than what is really right. They're more concerned with how they feel, how they feel, versus what the Most High is saying. We are living in a time where our flesh is dominating our society. It used to be a time where people knew what was right, and they would just not speak out on what they wanted to do that was evil, because of them influencing others. So there was what you call, there's a term for it, there was closet homosexuals, there was closet liars, there was closet thieves, there was, you know, you keep that stuff in the closet because everybody knows it's wrong and you didn't want to be rejected and you didn't want to be leading others astray. Some people actually had that kind of control. In our society, it was in our society, people, lesbian, liars, cheaters, dealers, they had that kind of conviction where they did not want to influence others with their behavior that they knew was decadent and, and would destroy a society. They knew it. I mean, they understood, hey, this is what I like. I know it ain't right. They would say that. I've actually talked to people that was homosexual, and they'll say, I know it ain't right. I don't even want to do it. It's just, you know, I've been a victim or I was molested or whatever, whatever, whatever. But they would say, it's something I really wish I could walk away from. Or they would say something like, I don't want to participate with this behavior in public because it is sending a wrong message to our children. Just various things I've heard over the years to say, this act is wrong. But in this day and time, people are bold. People are bold. People don't really care what the scriptures say. They care about how they feel, what feels good. And that's what's ruling America. A bunch of narcissists. People worry about themselves, what feels good. Me, myself, and, and me, how I go. Uh, my forward, no more. That's it. And that is what's ruining uh, the moral fabric of this country. So tonight, again, uh, folks here on the block, uh, Five Swing Stone Network, we're just simply having an open forum, sharing some things that we know for sure about sin. And we ain't just going to talk about what's bad with the world or what's bad with with, with, with uh, participants in, on our earth. We're going to talk about some good things the Father's doing. We're going to talk about some hope. We're going to talk about some things to lift many of your spirit because so many of you are going through a lot right now in your personal and you need something that is going to lift you. So Brother Seth is going to definitely talk about what the Father is doing and saying in the world that we have found out, what I have found out that have really encouraged me. But, you know, at the end of the day, all we have is our testimony. So I just want to testify tonight some things that I know for sure that have encouraged me, that lifts my spirit. It caused me to want to fight a little harder. Yes, I get knocked down a lot. I do this get discouraged. I don't want to act like I don't, especially 
I even think right now, as I speak, as I do this blog, to be very honest, I talk to you from a valley. I think right now in my walk with the most, I'm going through a valley. You know, a lot of things are not materializing as fast as I think they should or would like to see. And Brother said has been getting discouraged a little bit here and there. So I'm not on the top of my game right now as we speak. But that don't mean my, I have amnesia and I forgot what the Father's done for me through the years. And like David say, the, the great king of Israel, sometimes he said, I would just encourage myself. So on this blog show tonight, Brother Seth is going to do just that with you listening. Remind himself and remind the listeners of what the Father has done in my life for sure and what he is doing in my life for sure, for sure, and what he will be doing in my life for sure, even though I feel spiritually I'm in somewhat of a valley right now. doesn't mean he won't come through. As the song say, I like Waymaker, he will come through. And so I'm encouraged in that sense, sometimes you sometimes you look at your life and what's going on, brothers and sisters, and there's really not that much to be, um, I ain't going to say there's not that much, I'm going to say you don't see that much in your life to be excited about at that particular moment, because you know how mind gets sometimes, it's, all these blessings are around us, we just don't see them, they're there, they're there, hundreds of blessings, thousands of blessings, they're around us, but we just program to zero in on the things that's going wrong and we get what you call discouraged. But again, tonight we're not just going to talk about what's, uh, the challenges out there, we're going to talk about the victories out there as well. So again, folks, I really appreciate you hanging on with us. Those of you on the phone lines already know in the chat room. If you're in the chat room you have a question or comment, remember to type your question or comment, but put question marks before and after them where we can, um, can they'll stand out with the questions, question mark. So anyway, folks, I kind of I jumped into this a little too fast. There's a few things I need to do that I always do on every show. So bear with me, Brother Seth is going. I just want to, couldn't help but to get on that topic really quick about Mayor Lightfoot. But let me just back up and just say this, and I'll do this quickly. Uh, if you've been listening to this show for any length of time, we're just asking everyone to really pay special attention and follow the show. Follow the show. What does that mean? That link that you got in your email or, your, or I text maybe you uh, that link, go ahead and go to that front page of that of that website, uh, the Blog Talk uh, Radio website, and follow the show. Now, that's Blog Talk. That's www.blogtalkradio. Just some of y'all don't know this, so I got to say this. It's www.blogtalkradio.com slash five Okay, that's, that's the number five, five underscore smooth underscore stones. That's www.blogtalkradio.com slash, it's the forward slash, the number five underscore smooth underscore stones. Go there and click on the follow button and you'll get a, a reminder sent to you 30 minutes before any of our shows. Some of y'all have been listening for years, since 2011, but you don't follow the show for some reason. You even send me texts and emails saying how much you appreciate the show. Please follow the Five Song. Okay, I got to remind everybody to do that. Again, I know y'all love the show. You appreciate it. I've got all types of emails of how these shows have been a blessing to you. Um, the other thing I want to say is uh, if you could... Brothers and sisters, uh, if you have been blessed by 
uh, uh, these shows, and, and maybe you've missed a few here and there, remember, 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 you can go to Google.com. You can Google Five Song, Blog Talk Radio, and see all of our shows. There's over 410 shows. You can see, you can click on any one of them. We can deal with these five topics that we call five small stones. I'm not going to get into what they are because I did this the last week. So, but anyway, if you missed, uh, for instance, the last week's show was uh, entitled uh, Surprise Topic. And uh, we got into it. It was a very good show. Um, Purcell Porsche was uh, on with me. And we had a few other callers that really made the show a success. A lot of word went forth last show. A lot of wisdom went forth last show. So I'm just, again, inviting those of you that want to hear more of this type of information where we're talking about these five full stone, um, and you probably said what information. I'll just briefly say this without getting into the stone. But what we talk about, uh, for sure, white supremacy, uh, how it's threatening our world. We're going to hit it a little bit tonight. Uh, it's, it's threatening for sure America. It's threatening for sure the Europe. Uh, this is where it's the strongest, the strongholds of the U.S. And, and, and Europe. But it's really all over the world for lies, 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 lies about history. Uh, it's lies that people have been promoting. Uh, uh, these same people going throughout the whole world, destroying uh, non-white people's history to set up this new kingdom or this new, um, it's almost like a kingdom, but set up this new philosophy. It's really like a religion. You better understand if you look at it like a religion. And we call it white supremacy. It's like a coin, though. It's on one side, it's white supremacy. On the other side of the coin, it's black inferiority. One gives the other side power. You can't be a white supremacist unless somebody agrees with you. And uh, white supremacy can't even exist as a word unless you buy that something is inferior. If you're superior, uh, that that means something has to be inferior. As superior can't even be superior. Inferior can't exist unless something is superior over inferior. These words are the flip side of each other. And so we talk about both philosophies inside the head of Americans and inside the heads of Europeans. This philosophy that black is inferior, white is superior. So we talk about that like you have never heard, I guarantee you, anywhere, probably in the world. I'm just going to go out and say it. I know I sound a little cocky, but the fathers really gave me a lot on white supremacy. So that's one of the topics we talk about, one of the stones we talk about. We also talk about the New World Order, the One World Government. Uh, We talk about that to death. We've done many shows talking about this new government that's set up to, to mimic, to rival the kingdom of the Most High. Uh, set up by powerful men and how it runs everything from the government to our food we eat to our socialism and just these, you know, it's powerful people, secret society. We go into it. That's the New World Order. That's another stone. Again, we have five stones. Just like David had five stones for his Goliath, we have five stones for our Goliath in this world. So, like I said, the first one was white supremacy. The next stone is the one world government. The one world government, new world order, secret society. We talk about that. That's the second stone. Third stone we talk about is a revelation. The revelation of the true Jews of the Bible. Because, as you know, or maybe you don't know, but all of history on the earth pretty much revolves around Israel. What they do, 
whether or not they're into captivity, their captivity is, I mean, the captivity of Israel funds the even the stock market is serious. These millions of people are exploited in their money. It, it turns them into consumerist people, consumerist people. And by them being consumerist people, I mean money coming to their neighborhood, but they don't control it. So basically, as a people, it's pretty much uh, glorified slaves, even on these jobs. And so there is a, a hand uh, that is that that is ruling over these people. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, on the Five Foods Don't Network, I'm trying to think of the shortest way to say this without going super long with y'all. But the shortest way to say this, the kingdom, I mean, the revelation of the true Jews, is 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 something that has to be taught so everyone will know exactly why millions and millions of people are going through certain things that they go through. Otherwise, it's going to look like the father is a racist or the father is a hater. He hates people. Because these people are going through it, these Israelites, and because the Father said they would go through it. And if they don't know they're Israelite, they will start blaming the Father for a lot of their calamity. And they'll furthermore uh, worship the oppressor, thinking he's super powerful, he's super evil. They're going to give more power to those that rule over them as a nation than they should, instead of saying, no, the Father's coming against us because of our rebellion. But the good news about the whole revelation of the Israelites is they have lived out their sentence of oppression, their sentence that the Scripture have said. I say they have lived out, I should say this is the final year. This is actually 2019, believe it or not. Y'all ain't going to believe this one. But 2019, by many scholars, are, have been have been said to be the final year of Israel's captivity. Why, did they, why would somebody say that? Because, again, we've lived in this America. We've suffered under the uh, oppression in America five, excuse me, 400 years. So a lot of brothers and sisters in the faith have declared through study, as well as myself, that we've served, we've served this Pharaoh this time around. 400 years, and that it's a time of coming out. So that's the good news. That's the good news, folks, about that particular stone, that begin, that, that revelation, okay? So listen, another stone we talk about, another revelation, just real quick to go on the five full stones, is the whole revelation of who the people are that rule over us, you know, how uh, in biblical, biblical times, not today, in biblical times, not today, but in thousands of years ago when there wasn't uh, no group of people off to themselves, there was a lot of mixing, mixing, mixing of, with various people. And there could not have been a white-skinned uh, people because white skin is just a recessive trait from dark skin. And it's impossible, impossible, impossible that you would have a Europe back in biblical days because of the mixing of various dark skin. You just can't have it. But later on, there were albinos. We call that today's a bad name, but there were people. They weren't called albinos, but they were black people that lost pigmentation that began to move up north and uh, begin to mix among themselves with that recessive trait. The, the sun, of course, is better for their eyes. The sunless conditions in Europe was better for their uh, ailment. Uh, it actually, it's not an ailment. It's a plague. Uh, people was actually cursed white in your Bible. In your Bible, there were people that was cursed.
form of uh, it's, 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 it's a mutation. Okay, it's a mutation that was originated from sin. Uh, this thing where dark skin turned white initially was associated with the curse, uh, was associated with the plague, and it's not just in people. It's also in animals, where different animals will lose their complete pigmentation, their hair color, their eye color, and their skin color, just like in humans. It is not just in animals. It's also in insects. Yes, there are insects that lose their color. It's true. It's not just in insects. It's also in plants. So our planet, everything that has life eventually will do this thing where it don't produce a color. And this is due to sin. Well, how do you know that, Brother Seth? It's because every single time you see this this mutation or this recessive trait, it's always weaker, more fragile, more prone to cancer, more prone to ailments. And this is how we know it is a result of sin. But furthermore, it's in the scriptures. So we get into that. What is that called? The revelation of leprosy. So again, any of these topics, any of these topics are stones from the five smooth stones. So there's five of them. Any of these you can Google uh, and just simply type in Five Smooth Stone, Blog Talk Radio, and any one of these topics, and you'll be able to get these shows. We've done probably, I mean, on, I know on Leprosy, we probably did 10 shows on the Revelation of Israel. We've done, uh, for sure, over 50 shows. <laughs> and then the One World Government, we've done over probably 50 shows. We've done talked about white supremacy, almost all of the shows. And then the last stone, the last topic that we talk about on the Five Stone uh, Network, the last stone or topic, is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is nothing more than God's will. God's it's like a it's a place where He rules, and it starts in the heart of man, where He rules our heart. He's King of our heart. He's King of our heart. And then we, those of us that have that kind of heart, we own things, right? We start businesses, right? Some of us own this, that, and the other. Well, as our heart is over, given over to the Most High, so are these things. So these things are home, a car, money in the bank. If the Father has our heart. He has our things, and those things are part of his kingdom as well. Well, it's going to get more tangible to see, taste, touch, and smell the physical kingdom, but it's already a spiritual kingdom, and it's in the heart of millions of, of humans, and, and the Most High is, is doing something within the earth with with, with angels and, and the Holy Spirit and working with men who have this heart after him, and we call this the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Yah or the kingdom of Yahweh or the kingdom of Yahuwah, all of the various names of the Most High. And of course, the Most High have definitely put Christ, uh, Yeshua, many of you know him by, some of you call him Jesus, but he is right now ruling the heavens and the earth. The scripture says, unto the time of restitution, when all things will be restored, and then the Father and the Son will abode on earth in this thing that's called the new heaven and the new earth that you hear so much singing about with streets of gold, gates of pearl, and, you know, and so forth. So anyway, those are the five small stones, the five topics we talk about more than anything. But make no qualms about it on this program, on this network, on this five small stone network, we talk about everything, everything. And tonight we've already talked about the mayor 
Again, if you have any questions or comments, go ahead and press 1. It's going to be a wonderful time. Right now, we're going to have a, a bunch of people trying to talk at one time. This is the time. You can come on and just share. Take your time. And I may be going to let you talk a little bit longer tonight since we don't have a co-host with me, not a problem. Just press one, and we'll bring you on. But I want to also talk about something else really dear to my heart, and that is um, there's a 14-year-old boy that was shot uh, today. I don't know if y'all know about it. Um, he was shot twice, to be honest with you. And uh, this this story is uh, I just I never can get tired of hearing this kind of. Um, evil um i just can't get over it i just can't get over it of course uh this happened um my goodness this happened in raleigh dorm okay a 14 year old boy was playing with the bb gun with other children or kids they were 14 of course not little kids but they was little and this gentleman the young man had a um had a BB gun and um, they was playing and this cop come up and you actually hear the cop say these words check this out the cop actually says these words he said I can hear uh, the, the the shots it sound like uh, it sound like uh, it's, it's just a, a cap gun that's what he said out of his own mouth it sound like a cap gun so when he gets to the backyard, part of the fence is broken where you can kind of see through it. And I think this actually is in Oklahoma City. So you have to bear with me. And so this man says to this boy, drop it. He says, I need to see your hands. Drop it. That fast. I need to see your hands. Drop it. That fast. Not enough time for anybody to respond. And again, this kid, uh, 14-year-old Lorenzo Clerkley, could have died today. Luckily, the boy did not die, but he was shot. He was shot by a police officer. It don't matter what the police officer name is. It's just all. It's just so too many of these police officers just don't give our kids a chance. Now you know when you call somebody, it's very normal and natural to kind of turn your whole body around, and maybe that's what he did. He kind of pointed the gun, not intentionally, just looking back to see who, who if I, if that was really the police or so whatever. And maybe the cop felt like he was his life was threatening. I, you know, but I'm so so thankful to the most high that this child did not die but something has to be done about the way the cops view African American Now this man was behind a wooden fence even if the boy would have shot it with a real gun I don't think he would have died or anything the bullet would have been caught by the wooden fence I think the cop knew that he had a little bit of piece of fence open where he can actually see where to shoot so the fence was protecting the cop that cop knew what he was doing. I think he just saw it was a black kid, and all these crazy fears kick in. And but I'm thankful again, brothers and sisters, that that young boy did not lose his life today. So we can bet something again. The show is not just talking about all bad news. This is it's actually a praise report that some family 
the family of uh, Mr. Young, Mr. Kirkley, uh, if I'm pronouncing his last name right, gets to go home. Lorenzo, little Lorenzo, get to uh, be with his mom and dad. He's actually, they got a, a picture, actually, the young boy showing where he got shot. He got shot in the, um, I guess this is on his side. So, luckily, like I say, I shouldn't say luckily, but thank the most high, he did not die. So, anyway, that story, I just want to just talk about, you know, why is it that these cops is see our young boys what they do now. This show is not going to do what most shows do. They'll just say they kind of move on. I want to say this, and I want everybody to listen to me very careful. That is why I do what I do. That's why Brother Seth do what he do. That's why I talk so much about racism. And that's why I talk about racism the way I do. Too many people talk about racism, and they don't talk about things like how a lot of white America is angry that they are going to be exterminated, pretty much. Uh, if not exterminated, it's probably too big of a word, but they are uh, too, too, not too big of a word, but not the most accurate. They're going to become minorities, what I'm trying to say. And they are pissed about that, that they will exist, them and their children and grandchildren, but their white skin is in, could be nearly annihilated. They're not happy about the browning, as Time Magazine called it, the browning of America. They are not happy about it. So, <laughs> what I do on this network, I try to talk about it again. I talk about things that the Most High, I believe, is saying that makes people feel uncomfortable. To talk about white people disappearing is very uncomfortable. Even for dark-skinned people. People don't want to talk about that. Why do you want to talk about that, Brother Seth? Because they are going out into their careers and they're acting out. They're feeling a sense, kind of like the Muslim get the whole jihad spirit. I got to go out and do this for the sake of Islam. Whites are doing like a jihad spirit. I got to do this for the sake of our genetic survival, as Dr. Francis Chris Wilson preached for many years. They are in fear of white genetic survival. And if you think you are a race, and many of you think this, so I got something for you. Again, we're talking about this 14 year old boy that was shot. We went on some other topics. But if you have any questions or comments about what I'm talking about or what I've talked about previously or something that's on your mind that's completely off the topic. It's no problem. Press 1, come on the phone line. So type your question in the chat room. We'll be able to get to you, okay? But, folks, that's why I talk so much about this whole racism thing, about the whole uh, genetic annihilation and the fear because that's what a, a lot of these a lot of these men is feeding on this day and night, day and night. They uh, listen to people like Rush Limbaugh. They listen to, uh, to all types of white supremacist organizations. If they don't say a white supremacist organization, they may not say that term. There are organizations that believe, they believe that, you know, the same as a lot of our white supremacist groups do. They just may not call themselves that. So what they do is, it could be church. 
it's, it could be it could be certain ministries that ascribe to hate, you know, or they can they may not come out and say hate. See, after we start with the church, it gets more clever. They're not going to ever say we hate, but the churches just say things like, you know, we need to go with uh, we need to be more conservative, and it's, they got these little buzzwords like conservatism, you know, even Republican. I mean, it's just all oh, Republican don't mean hate. Uh, you can say that. But to be very honest with you, when you start getting into the Republican parts, like I tell all these so-called Republican black folks, you know, y'all need to really understand the buzzwords of what they really talk about when they talk about the alt-right. Everybody knows the alt-right is, should know by now, but when there was a new term, nobody knew what it meant. It was right it's right up under the Republican Party. Nobody even knew what alt-right meant until um, Banner, Steve Banner was exposed, and et cetera, et cetera. But I was saying that before Banner was even in the White House, I was letting the people know on this five smooth star network that the alt-right was nothing more than another racist arm uh, of the Republican Party. Okay, so certain buzzwords you got to hear know and buzz phrases. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is this 14-year-old boy uh, was, was shot by a, a male, a white male, that I guarantee you, if he probably is a Christian, I guarantee you he goes to church and you gotta, we've got to address their concerns. They are human beings. I'm talking about the, the, these killers, these police officers that are killing our children. A lot of these people are church-going folk. They have scriptures for what they are doing, they think. They feel like the Most High is behind their attitude, their, their, their behavior. If you don't challenge these things that they're saying, this is why I love talking to these racists. Because they are, yes, they are our brothers and sisters. And they feel like they are supposed to protect their people. And they're basing who their people are off of a recessive mutation called white skin. They feel like that is who they are, not understanding that there's no such thing as a white person. There is no such thing as a white person. This is a social construct, again, created, like I say so often on this network, around 1681. After Baker's Rebellion and, and the powers that be divided up, um, you know, created this division called black and white uh, with the indigenous, indigenous servants. Uh, they came over here first to slavery before this, the, the, the the popular slavery, shackle slavery. There was a type of indentured servants where they come over from the old world, from Europe. They can come over here to this new world and work and get not 40 acres in a mule, but I think it's more like 100 acres in a mule, in mules. And, and they would get land, and they would promise this and promise that. But then there was, became issues over how the land was being distributed, and they came up with this concept of black and white. And ever since then, we, along with uh, our whites, have been saying white and black when it's, it's a social construct made up. It's no such thing. Prior to 1680s, you couldn't, they would know what you mean coming a white man. You was known by the nation you come from. And from that nation, there were dark-skinned people as well as white people, so-called white people. So these police officers that's are trigger-happy and they feel like they get, need to get the America back is what they say. You only get, only get my country back, you know, 
they need to be educated that you are fighting for something that is an illusion. It simply does not exist. You know, they need to understand that what you're fighting for, laying your life down for, simply does not exist. We have to challenge the races. We have to, we have to love them. This is why I say, I, that's why I talk so much about loving the white man. And I get in trouble with so many brothers and sisters over the years. People have wrote me off, different, uh, uh, unfriended me. I, I, I have suffered because I preach love for white people. And again, we're talking about this 14-year-old boy that was shot by cops today. I think it happened today. And uh, it may have happened yesterday, but it happened recently. A young black man, a black boy shot, had a BB gun. A police officer said, Free, something like, freeze, let me see your hands. Drop it, let me see your hands. Pow! Just that fast. Let me see your hands, freeze, drop it. Pow! Just that fast. It's not enough time to give anybody. You know, I remember watching police officers beg a guy that had a rifle, and he did. It wasn't no BB gun. They knew what kind of gun it was. And they begged this, this man forever to put it down. Put it down, sir. Put it down. Hide behind the car. Put it down. This guy was behind a wooden fence. And that guy, if that boy would have shot him with a real gun, he, been, he wouldn't have been hurt. Cop wouldn't have been hurt. Could have been threatened behind his wooden. He had just a little sliver of light where he could see this black boy. And he's shooting within... They say literally one second after he said drop it, he shot. Just totally uncalled for. But luckily, not luckily, but thank the most high, Yah Israel, this boy lived. So we just thank Yahweh for his mercy and allowing, uh, I like to think that that's what happened. That he just allowed this cop to miss him. It did, the bullet did hit his side. Anyway, Lorenzo, keep that family in prayer, even though he survived. It's still something to be to really rattle a mom uh, or a dad or sisters and brothers or even neighbors that, that, be, that saw this. It's troubling, and not to mention the children he was playing with. He was playing, was playing with a BB gun. And this cop, it does look good. The BB gun does look like a forty-five. It does look like a gun. It was hard for the cop to, to tell whether or not, but he said, I can hear it. When the cop was walking up, I know I said this earlier, but we got some other calls at this time. Many people get new people all the time, so I'm having to repeat myself. But the cop said when he was approaching the fence on the radio, talking to whoever, you know, the operator or the other police cars or police officers, he said on the radio, it sounds like a cap gun. So he actually heard it going off. There's no reason to be thinking it's some 45 or something. Now, I know when he saw it, it looked like one. But, again, you, you say you heard it going off. So, anyway, that boy could have lost his life tonight. So, But I want to address, because everybody always talking about the white man, you know, the, the police officer's racist and he this and that and he this and that. And I begin to study these cases after cases, studying who these police officers are. I go a little deeper. And I believe some of them goes to church, some of them, and, and you just can't all of them quickly call people. They're all racist now, for sure. I ain't take, I'm not taking that away. But what I'm trying to say is, if you've been reading and reading and looking at in your world, they don't look at what we look at. Remember, we're different. They're looking at Fox News. They'll listen to racist people, and they don't think they're racist in their head. Think of that's getting ahead of some of these white policemen. They don't think they're racist. They think they are 
country back. And if these Negroes, they might even say the word Negroes. They might even talk like that. They just feel like these black people are arrogant. A lot of them don't want to work. And then they, you always got some of us that's going to prove them to, to be 1,000% right because they're going to go find the ones that don't want to work. They're saying, you're the white man. They're always going to find those ones to support the statistics that they say. So the enemy used those false narratives and get good white people. Listen to your brother tonight. Good white people. To see these people like animals. If you think they're devils and, and, and they just something wrong with them, what do you think of black people that think the same about their own people? I mean, they think the. I've heard this. If I catch one of them niggas in my car stealing, I'm going to leave them in there. One more time. If I got a dollar for every time I heard this, if I catch one of them niggas or one of them MFs in my car, I'm going to leave them in there. I work with a lady that says it like that. She says it all the time. Our people will kill our people for being in their car. I know you have the right to kill if somebody's in your pocket. I understand that. But you just don't see this kind of killing among other people. Yes, the law does say if somebody's trying to see your car, you can shoot them. But we will just, we're quick to kill. Not all of us, of course. It's always exception to the rule. But my point is, if white males is hearing the Rush Limbaugh and they're spitting out some of this information, and sometimes Rush them, listen to me, folks. This is what I mean by you got to be able to win an argument with the racist. Know that some of these stats they're using is true. Our houses are disproportionately led by women. These houses are, we are disproportionately in prison. There is over a million black men. And again, anybody who have any questions or comments, I see your hand. Erica, 209 I'm coming at you. But yes, there are a lot of our men locked up. And, and racial-wise, if you're looking at the percentage of blacks incarcerated, we, it does look like they're superior to us. Quit lying to yourself. But tell the truth. Say yes. We are disproportionately prison, but talk about all the black men locked up unjustly. Talk about the unfair sentencing. You got to just you can't go saying, "Oh, that's a lie." No, it is. A, it's the truth. But tell why we're locked up like that. Tell how a lot of their criminals don't even get looked at. How when police officers are policing, they mainly are policing African Americans. They're not policing their own. So these kinds of Information is what births white males. I think some of them are good people, but it's gotten a hold of lies and deception. And then you got some whites that see corruption in the police force, but because some blacks are saying crazy things, and, you know, I saw, for instance, I'm coming to the airco tour, and I saw, for instance, the other day, cops, the, the people, the black people was chanting, like, Something like, you know, cracker. Okay, you already got a tense situation. You do want to go home to your wife. And we want that white male to go home to his wife, don't we? Yes, we do. We're throwing and killing us. And so the black male is sitting there cussing him out. He's not really complying with what he's saying. And the guys, after a while, you're around all these black folks. they mad at you. You know, they hate you. But like you, they, you know, 
they, some of them really do hate you. You know that because you've been, you know, your kind, they think, have been killing. So it's a tense situation. This thing about what you would do if you were around a bunch of whites and you're a black cop and they yelling all kind of stuff, you'd be threatened for your life as well. So oftentimes it don't take much. They're already upset and they already believe that you guys are the problem because they give wrong information. It don't take much. And then afterwards, you see them crying. Now, some say, oh, that's fake. Well, sometimes it is fake. But I'm saying that with what they're eating off of and thinking and chewing all day in, day out, folks, y'all got to be realistic. People are going to die. They feel like this is my contribution to preserving my own. Because we got a bunch of people in this country that don't deserve this, don't deserve that. They're taking over us, taking over our women, and they're up here. So let's go to the phone lines and see what the call has to say. Again, call on how long you've been holding. I think it's Sister Eliana, I think, Erico 209. is definitely California. Sister Eliana, Badia, is that you at Erico 209-683? Absolutely it is. And Shalom, good evening. Well, Shalom to you. Greetings, my sisters. Good to hear your voice. I don't know if you heard me earlier, but my guest... Brother Purcell Porsche didn't didn't uh, tune in with me, so I don't know what's going on with him. Sometimes things come up, but I've been just going solo, and it's good to hear your voice. I don't know how long you can hang out, but what's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to say that um, I was listening. You know, I got in a little late, um, had a really busy day, but um, I was listening. I caught some of what you were saying, but what I was wanted to chime in was um, I think. At this point in our history as a people um, in this country, as a nation, I think some of us focus a little too much on what's happening with the white man. And when I was listening to your comment, it sounded like and that was kind of the general direction, putting a little too much emphasis, too much concern about what they're doing. You know, we already know why we're here and we already know their role and why we're here in terms of our nation having that oppression, we are out of that type of oppression, you know, and, and black people have the right to be individuals and to express themselves uh, just as any person. You know, we don't have to walk a line or be a specific way. Um, individually, you know, some people are very upset. They really don't have a clue, and they have some angst against those type of officers that they see um, I used to see when I lived in the, the Bay Area, California, I used to see cops taunting. You know, they would, um, we, we had something called the Festival at the Lake in Oakland, California, at the Lake Merritt, and it was a really wonderful festival. And we already knew in the morning, because uh, I, I worked the festival a couple of times, so during the uh, early morning hours when the festival opened, you had parents coming in with their children, particularly majority of they were white parents, they would take their little children to the festival, and they'd be there from, say, like 9 in the morning until about 1 o'clock, and they participated. So then as it got toward the evening, you'd have more, you know, young people. And then as it got later in the evening, you would have the young African-American kids, black kids, coming to the festival more towards the night toward the evening hours, wanting to have a good time. But we also noticed that the cops would be on their motorcycles. They knew about the time, and they were taunting the kids. They were actually uh, creating an environment where they wanted these kids to rebel. They were 
revving up their engines as they were walking down the street to come to the festival. Uh, they'd be in line. They'd be uh, riding by and, you know, revving up their engine and looking at them. So we saw them, like, baiting uh, a, a a situation or trying to start something. And they knew that they had the power on their side. They knew they had right on their side. They knew they had the law on their side. But these were teenagers. These were young African-American kids. None of them had weapons. You know, they came as they were with their hair braided or, you know, in dreadlocks or shorts. You know, they were just kids. They were Our kids were how we see them. But to those cops, this whole group of people, this whole group of young uh, young adults was a threat. And they were starting in to, you know, and then, of course, they pissed off a few young men. And they, those young men, you know, wanted to give it back to them. And so that's all they were waiting for. That's all the cops were waiting for is for one of them to get angry enough to uh, rebel. And a lot of times in black communities, that's what's happening. You know, these cops come in and they um, th- their business is to stay in business. They have to create a, a certain amount of a criminal element so they can keep their jobs. And a lot of times they are stirring the pot, stirring the pot. And um, when they see people being peaceful, doing things, they try to exacerbate. Now, they've captured a lot of our young men in prison, so they don't have that real fight that they're looking for because a lot of them, they've already railroaded into the jail system. But if those young men were out on the streets, you'd see them busting a lot more heads. They'd be chasing them down, you know. And so now there's a little attack on the females, but they're not going to get the same kind of fight out of the females as as they would have gotten out of the males. So we can't hold this group of people being innocent. Yes, if they're on the police force and they know there's corruption and they're believers, they should be praying for their fellow officers. But a lot of times you find that, you know, they're going along with it because secretly this is how they believe. They, believe, You know, the scripture tells us already that they would, you know, think that they're doing God a service by killing his people. And so some of them believe that it is their Christian duty and they're protecting their country by trying to hurt, harm, and maim and to kill people of color because they feel that that is their Christian duty and upholding their constitution. And so we can't have so much love and sympathy and spend so much energy on this group of people who the father is going to deal with anyway in his own sweet time. So I just, well, that's my this. comment. Well, let me say this, uh, sister. I'm glad you're on. And uh, you're saying a lot there. I just kind of want to jump in a little bit here and there. I'm not rushing you for sure. You can talk as long as you want, especially tonight, because uh, I'm here by myself. And, and uh, I, you know, we can do it like that. I've been doing it for years like that. But tonight, I really am going solo. So let me just take one little thing at a time. I believe that the Father did, I agree with you that. Their time is near the end. If not the end, we talk about very at the end, end, end. So I'm talking about months. I mean, I just believe that we've been here 400 years, according to our own government. So I do think, like you believe, we're at the end. Some people say it's ended. I don't think it's ended whether I'm looking at it with my own eyes, but I do think we're near the end. Now, I think the Father is no longer using them like he was. 
behind them and we can't come against them, I think that's ending. I do believe that. I'm not just saying that. I think what the Father was doing in using them is white supremacy. I think that's, they're operating, they're not stupid. They have something in their head. If you say, why are you shooting me? Because you're just a nigga. You ain't worth a quarter. If you can talk to them, some of them will tell you, everybody white is not unreasonable. Some of them are reasonable. They'll tell you. A lot of the ministers are preaching racism. I don't believe in mixing. Well, why do you say that? What scripture? They'll give you a scripture. They'll tell you what the Father said. Pope Urban II, when he said, let us go down to Jerusalem and wrestle this land out of the hand of the heathens. That man was inspired by the Most High. It was time for Israel to be scattered to the four corners. Now, I don't know what Pope Urban said, or, but I do know one thing. When Israel don't know who they are, because they sin so much, they got away from their, the, the feast days and all these things, they just got so pagan, they just they just didn't have no words to even know who they were. Well, we don't know who you are. You can be, anybody can tell you anything. So I think that the Father did use them, and how he used them was through, was through policy. It even says in Scripture that Israel, the, the persons of Israel will affect them by the policy. It actually used the word policy in the Scripture, the King James Version Bible. So what's the policy that they're going to use to afflict us? White supremacy. Why is it now ending? Because we're no longer buying the law of white supremacy. Now the Father has released truth in the earth, you Israelites. You're Israelites. We're finding out, and so we're spitting up white supremacy. When we spit up the white supremacy, they can't rule over us anymore. It just don't work no more. When they it don't work no more, they lose the empire. So what's happening is whites is getting educated through social media, which is another form, of another move of God. Yes, it's corrupt, but it's also a lot of truth going forward. So the truth, I believe, Cecilia, I'm just sharing with you. I believe truth is going forth of who we are. And so when people begin to look at the scripture, they say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We thought we was this. We thought the black skin was cursed. But look at the scripture. As the Father began to unleash truth, it's just time. He's just releasing truth. Whites, I've seen it with my own eyes, is walking away from racism. The kind that will be like, go over, nigger. I've seen it. With my own eyes, here's, here's a better example, Sister Eliana and, and listeners. I have actually been used to convert them. It was just truth. They just didn't know. I don't think somebody's going to know, see it, clear, and they still be a racist. I don't believe that. I think they have, these people are intelligent. I'm talking about ministers. I'm talking about folks that go in, into Africa and don't want to hurt nobody. They just want to teach Christianity. And they teach it a certain what way. These people are ignorant. They are ignorant of what leprosy is, or they are ignorant of where their white skin come from. I know you have a different angle. And I, we don't want to talk about it. Oh, we can't talk about it. But just the part that do come from leprosy. This the part, the, the, the scriptures, the fact that the Bible even speak of white skin negatively. They don't even know that. That's why folks from the well, bar, white man, 
One more thing, one more thing. What? Those people saying the white man wrote the Bible, the white man wrote that's why I say y'all don't know what y'all talking about. If the white man wrote the Bible, they would not have put Leviticus thirteen in there. Here here you got scriptures and Second Kings five. You got plenty of scriptures saying something negative about white skin, they would not have put that in that Bible. So I'm saying there are white people that don't even know that. And when I've shared it with them, Sister Elian, I don't know who uh, maybe, may, I don't know. I don't know enough to, to be an authority, but all I know is there have been people, when I share with them, they came at me with them lies, and they was convinced about it. And I said, well, no, hold on a second. No, you you know, you were supposed to serve. Blacks, I'm, Seth, I like you, but I'm just telling you the truth. I don't believe in a race based. I don't believe in racism. I don't believe in a racial rate dating. Just real quick, and then I'm, I'm turning over. Again, you got the floor if you want it. I said, what do you mean you don't believe in interracial marriage? I just don't, the Bible don't say it. What do you see in the Bible where it says, well, Moses was commanded? I said, Moses was a black man. The, he was, <laughs> he married another woman from another black tribe. And then when I began to explain to them, they looked at me really crazy. And it may take them a month. Sometimes it took years for some people. But they began, they couldn't preach it no more. I see the word fair does not mean light skin. Show it to me in the Bible. And I get the Bible out and I show them how fair means beautiful. I just start cutting down their lies. Sister Eliana Batya and Carlos, I promise you, these people did not continue to operate in that. Now, there well, were some I couldn't reach. There were some I couldn't reach, and it was because they didn't listen. They didn't let me finish. They just said, no, I don't want to talk to you no more. And they know, yeah, I didn't reach those. Go ahead. Well, what I was saying is that I think we as a people, I mean, all of that that you're saying is great, you know, to, to, to try to convince them. But I don't think that's the purpose that the Father called us. And I, and I think as we're coming to our time of, of deliverance, the focus is not on them, it's on us. And, you know, my point being, yeah, everybody, I'm not saying all white people are bad people, but what I'm saying is that I think that, we shouldn't be spending so much time on them at all. It's a time for us to really find creative um, buildings, ways to connect with our own people, ways to educate and to bring out. You know, a lot of people are waking up independently. A lot are being taught. A lot of them are being reached on the street. You know, the Most High Spirit is doing a wonderful thing. And I think what we need to do is come out of those type of conversations between black and white and start talking about new Israel and, and, and the renewed Israel and what the father's, you know, desire for Israel is and start focusing our energy in that area. Well, let me hit that really quickly. And I want you to finish. If Israel, which we both believe one of the lost tribes is African-Americans. Maybe maybe a couple of tribes can be mixed into with with them as well. Maybe even three tribes. I don't know, but we know for sure we're Israel. If Israel houses the philosophy of white supremacy and is looking right in your face, and you can't name on this show with everybody listening right now three ministries that deal with it as strong as I do on this network. If you can't name three. That would seem to me that the Father would definitely be trying to say it if there's something corrupt in us and nobody is talking about it. But it is definitely is in us. We still saying niggas. We still make it for you. You ain't nothing. We still have the low self-esteem. It's sitting up talking about shalom, shabbat shalom, and all this. And 
And furthermore, many of us are white supremacists in that we worship the white man, even as Israelites, because we're saying that they are more this, they're more that. They're not, if we're not giving the proper credit to the most high for our pain, but we're thinking the white man is doing it. That's worship of the white man. If he's that powerful, we're in trouble. He isn't that powerful. That's what Brother Seth is saying. I'm saying the Most High brought these things against us. If you're out there saying, not you, but if people are out there saying in the new streets of New York that the white man is a devil, white man is this, white man that, he did all this, if, if you're giving him the credit, the Most High got angry with the people when they did that. He said, I have come against you. And when the heathen begins to boast and say, I did this to you, when the heathen, not us. When the heathen begin to boast and say, look at what we did to Israel. The Most High comes through and reserve a remnant out. He's going to get pissed at them. So if you got Israel saying that, that is not good. So what I try to do on this network is I try to, you didn't hear this, but earlier we talked about a gay mayor. We spent a lot of time on that. And I also have on my notes here to talk about Trump daring to be impeached. I also want to talk about on this network tonight, if we get around to it, how there is uh, the kidnapped girl of uh, her father, the Mexicans, that kidnapped supposedly this black girl. How people feel about that. Also, I've got on my little notes, I can tell about any one of these or none of these, how there are whites fighting uh, racists. There's one group of whites that are armed talking about neo-Nazism, get these niggas out of here, then you got armed to the teeth, to the hilt, these other white groups, and I've never heard of it. This weekend, I found out there's, there's thousands, if not millions of people armed, and they're going to kill each other. One of them is saying, black folks, we don't have no problem with blacks. They have the right to bear arms. This is America. We don't know nothing about them. And then there's these other blacks that are saying, Niggas are trying to take up our country. I sit and read all these whites that are dying, killing each other. About it's going to be a serious war with white on white. Nobody knows nothing about this. This is what I mean by Hebrews, Israelites, sitting up there so concentrated on the white man being the devil, they don't see a bigger hand. So I'm not trying to be a white man's savior. The white man is doing what the white man is supposed to do. But I see the most high. He is the one that's going to salvage us. And he might salvage us using those racists. Well, not racist. See, there I go. But using those whites that are armed to the hill that's saying, no, white blacks have a right to be in this land. And they are, they go, CNN did something the other night. So all I'm trying to say is, while we're sitting up here saying, oh, white man, I do that we're we don't even see the bigger hand that it very well may be these whites with these guns. That's going to be who the father uses. Not that he needs, he can use whoever he wants. Because we don't have that kind of firepower. I mean, I saw some serious Antifa. Oh, my goodness. Them whites, them white people, they they, they trying to kill each other. If you go tell an Antifa member you're, you're a racist, you're a white supremacist, they're going to be mad at you. So I'm saying... It's just, we're just a blog here, Sister Eliana. I'm just trying to bring some things to light that we just don't hear. I understand what you're saying, and I think we have two different callings on our life. I hear you, and I don't, I, I think you're absolutely right. I love how you, when you talk, you refer to the Father as Yah. It's like you remind me of Terry. He just don't want to hear about all these people that don't believe we Israel. Let's move on to leave this R. Let's start talking about Terry. Terry, I say Terry's name, but also, a.k.a. Brother Yeshua. 
He has frustration with the five most on network because he don't want to keep zeroing in on how we know he is. Or he hates them show. He don't hate the show, but he feel like, brother, let's move on. Let's move on. Well, what about those people? This your dad age and my dad age. You know that they love the father too. They're not ready to die just yet. We got all kinds of people that I, that I reach all the time. They don't know what you about me. The girl just sent me an email the other day saying, "I want to keep the feast days." You know, but brother, yeah, she'll be like, well, you know, you know, they don't have no patience for people. So I think we got two different ministries. I think I frustrate you, and then I think, to be very honest, you frustrate me. Just being real, we're just sisters and brothers tonight. And I don't think we need to be frustrating each other. I think you have a calling on your life. You're more, I'm not going to say you're smarter than me, but I think you've just been called to work with the more intermediate, those that's ready to move on. You ready? To, and it's okay, it's needed, and it's godly. I can't, I think you, you just as much God call as I feel. But I've seen it, I, and I'm, the last thing I'll say, and I would love to hear what you have to say in, in reply, is when I went to Israel. Oh, you really get to see it then. Those people is ahead probably of you. They're already in the land. They're trying to deal with how they're going to set up the kingdom or how they, 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 don't even under, they don't even understand why we're still in the States. They look at me like, bro, you just don't get it. You're still in Babylon. They don't even want to entertain me at all. So there's levels of this. We gotta have them in Demona in Israel. They're gonna be our eyes and ears when our that remnant start. It already has started to re- return. We gotta have people like you that don't want to sit around and talk about how we know we Israel and the one on one this, one on one that. You saying no, no, we got no, no, no. Let me correct you. Stop. I didn't say that I don't want to talk about how we know we're Israel. That's not what that you, you you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. I'm not there. That's not what I'm saying to you. What I am saying to you is this. We don't need to focus on the white man. That's what I'm saying. I know we need to focus on who we are and where we're going because we're at a time of the end. We've had the 60s. We've had the 50s frustration. We've had Dick Gregory. We've had... um, We've had a whole lot of teachers and preachers telling us about the evils of the white man. We're in 2019. We need to be focusing on. I'm not talking about the evils of the white man. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not saying that you're saying that. I'm saying we've had a lot of information. What I'm saying is we've had a lot of information. Not what I'm saying. A lot of information on on white and white people, how they think, and their, their organizations. And we, what I'm saying is, as Hebrew Israelite teachers, what we, where I feel that we should be doing is really putting the, the fodder seed and really building. You know, we have, we have those street preachers that are saying all of the stuff that they're saying. There's a, there's a lot of different levels of where Israel is in, in terms of waking up. But what I'm saying is that what, we should be doing is also trying to do positive stuff. Positive. I haven't heard anything positive of what we're doing and what we're trying to do as a people. I remember we had a show that we were talking about. It was really good. It was um, after the um, Black Panther movie. It was a lot of energy in that show. There were young people in that show, and there was a lot of commentary on where we should be taking, what we should be doing to come together and putting our dollars so that we make a real strong impact right now. We also had that kind of energy on the um, talking about the Colin Kaepernick and the Nike um, commercial. 
So what I'm saying is that I'd like to see a lot more of that instead of, the, you know, more of the the negative side of understanding uh, that we are white supremacists. We need to understand how to work out of that because I don't hear that where I just hear, you know, we're, it's being exposed that, yeah, black people have white supremacy inside of them as well, but I'm not hearing a way out of that where people can say, wow, that was an, informa- that was an informational show. Now how do I work towards not being that and being more of a servant for the most high so that I can make myself ready for the move that is to come? That's what I'm talking about. And I'm that's just saying that's just... good information. But if you go back through most of all your shows, it's it's almost a repeat of everything that you be, that you say all the time. It's, and I'm not criticizing you. I'm not criticizing you. That's the passion of your heart. But I've listened. I've listened and on shows where I have never never raised my hand. And almost every show for like about an hour or so, it is almost the same commentary as shows before, 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 before. I'm just looking for the where's the teaching that's moving forward is what I'm saying. Where is well, that, let, that let me, let me moving this, forward? Let me say this, and we're just going to go back and forth. It's not a problem, and I appreciate you saying Even if you are uh, uh, criticizing me, as long as it's constructive criticism and in love, you can do it all day long, every day, every day, every show. If it's constructive, that means I'm going to be able to walk away, take from it, and grow. And I do mean it. I'm not just saying that to be politically correct. I'm very serious, and I hope you are the same way. Otherwise, how are we going to grow? My point is this. I don't know what it is about Brother Seth. I'm hearing a lot of hate. And I can tell people how great they are. I can tell people there's a movement going on. I can get people excited, like the shows we did, talking about moving out of Israel, Brother Cosriel, uh, life in Israel, how they, how the things are going well, and how they're getting along with the Israelis, and how they, one day they're gonna, the Israelis going to serve them. And I can talk about all these great things that are happening with us. The way I have been taught in my Christian, or if I can say my believers, the Christian might not be the best word, but it's coming up as a believer. The Father is not going to do nothing if it ain't soaked in love. You want to uh, have an abortion as a movement? Start preaching hate. And I go to talk with somebody that really like what they're hearing about the Hebrew Israelites. And so as we get into it. The first video they don't saw was some folk out on New York, in New York, mainly them that want to get all the glory, is preaching hate. So I have to convince them. And you might say, well, you don't need to convince nobody. Well, I don't know about that. I need to let them know I am not with them. We are not with them. We love all people. And I do mean love. I heard you say earlier, we don't have to, we can't just love and, and be simple. Yeah, we do have to love, no matter what. I don't care who it is, what it is. We have to love our enemies. And I ain't going to stop saying that. I love white people. I love white people. I love white people. I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for who they are as a people. I feel sorry for their history. I feel sorry for the idol worshipers they have and how they really think. When they find out the truth, they're going to need a lot of shows to crown. I don't think there's nowhere near as powerful as most people think because I know who we are. So all I'm saying, Cecilia, is I see I have 2,000 Facebook friends, over 1,000 of them is Hebrew Israelites. I had to block a lot of them. It's so much hate, hate, hate. 
hey, my wife don't listen to the show because she done seen so much hate, hate, disorganization. You know, folks that love the Father and that's in these churches, they have some kind of structure in these churches. They may have a greedy preacher, but they got structure. They meet every week. They get encouraged every week the best the pastor can. I know he might be corrupt, maybe still saying Jesus and all these things we as Israelites have issues with, but there is structure there. A lot of folks don't want to have nothing to do with no folks that can't agree on the feast days, can't agree on when this day is, when that day is, will throw you under the bus because you say Jesus, but they don't have no power enough to pray for a mosquito. They don't have the gifts operating the way these people are, a lot of these brothers and in the churches. They don't have no power. They just have a law. My wife, we've been a preacher. I've taken all types of meetings, uh, feast festivals, and it's just law, 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 law. Well, brother says save somebody. God to speak out on these folks that's constantly in the law. You might not want to. You may feel like we need to talk about uplifting and all that. I understand. If you listen to me careful, I know I say this every single show because I got a little sticky on the right side of my computer. Um, it says encourage people, uplift people. And you know why I have that? Because what you just said, there is some truth to what you're saying. I have heard people say, it's, you know, you're negative or whatever. But, you know, if you read the Bible, there ain't a whole lot of encouragement for Israel. The Father will blast them, blast them, say this, this judgment coming, then he'll say something good about them. But most of it is what they're doing wrong. That's your Bible, my Bible, Isaiah, Jeremiah. So I do have it here to uplift, and I do say things like this. We were mighty people. We were great people. I say this all the time. There was never people like us. And I say we're the first family of the Bible. I've been saying that lately. There's a little things I say. But Sister Eliana, again, I think we have different callings. Uh, this ain't no cookie-cutter uh, ministry here. And it's, you know, we have, we're called. I come out of a certain kind of environment. I've seen all kind of white people do all kind of things to black folks in churches. And like T.L. Lawson say, when you call, the Father often call you out of what you come out of. So the last thing I'm going to say, and I want you to comment if you want to, is this. I, again, go back to what I said earlier. I think you have a different calling than I, but I do think you're on to something. People don't want to just be beat up all the time. But I promise you, and I'm going to actually do you a favor, do myself a favor, rather. I'm going to go back because I always listen to the show again. But tonight, when I listen to this show, I'm going to be listening to how often I do uplift our people because you are on to something. People are not always mature, and sometimes they need a little bit of candy. They need a little bit of encouragement. They, and and, and it's, it's what the Father wants, too. It ain't just, just, you know, you need to be encouraging. It is it is a glorious thing. And I love, i got to say this. i got to say I know I'm talking a lot here, but i got to say this. Everyone that comes on this show talks about how you are very, uh, what's the word? You bring that hope. You do. Oftentimes, you'll say something, I'll be like, I'm glad she's saying that. You know why? Because I wasn't going to say it. So I do think you're on to something. So just so everybody know, I do think you're on to something. I do think I talk about white supremacy a lot. But I'm thinking to myself, yeah. it's the biggest giant in America. It's the biggest giant in America. I do a show called Expo 30 where I talk about the 30 areas of our life where every, where if there's people breathing, there is white supremacy. 
We're doing it every day, all day, every area of life. And isn't it weird? There is not not one major ministry, again, you can't name three right now, that constantly deal with it. But you know that the Father has always required, whenever there is sin, that there is supposed to be some prophet to call it out if the sins is going to be on their hands. So here, this little old five-smooth-stone network, little engine, we talk about it a lot. But are we not full of it? Are we not still saying, nigga, even Hebrew Israelites have been on this show, and they may get mad at me for saying this, I don't really care. They still call up a nigga. That's true. Out. It's kind of that's cultural, but what you know, and, and yeah, of course we have different ministries. That that's very obvious. I mean, you listened to my show when I was doing Wisdom of Torah, and you were doing your Five Smooth Stones, and you heard something in the core of my teaching is why you invited me. But of course, we're not doing the same thing. We're not on the same, you know, trajectory in terms of how we're trying to reach the people. So. Of course, that's true. Um, the thing, what my, what I'm really saying is that I, like, I, I, you know, and everything you say, I've, I've been around the same stuff as you. I've got, I'm still part of the black community. I, I've experienced all the same negativity. I've heard it. I've heard it. And people don't have an understanding. However, part of the core of who I am through all of I've experienced, the Father has put something in me that is positive and uplifting, which I give him all praises for, because I have seen very hardened, you know, people turn and want to start improving the condition of their life and their thinking by by being transformed by the renewing of their mind. And that's what I'm talking about. We, You know, if I spoke to everything negative that I heard, it's not going to transform anything. But if I speak to the hope that the Father has for us as a nation and to, to re- bring us back into remembrance that we were once and still are a great people and we have a great destiny, people need that hope in order to come out. They need a light. So when you're in a dark tunnel, you can't find your way out unless someone shows you that there is a way out and then they point that point you to the light where you can actually see your way. It might be a long way coming to get through that tunnel, but if you know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, you're going to go there. So that's the kind of encouragement that the Father's put inside of me. I don't speak to the negative things that I see around me, and yes, I see it. I hear it. I talk to people. Again, I'm part of the black community as well, and I live in the United States of America, and I'm not a spring chicken. I've been around for many years, so I experience the same level the same everything, but I don't choose to dwell on that to try to get people to understand. I want them to know that we as a people have a hope and a future and a calling. Yes, all of these things are done. We can see it. It's still happening. It's in operation. It's in our president. It's in the policies. We live it every day. We see about, you know, we hear about the shootings every day, every day. However, who are we as a people? Where should we be going? Where does the, what is the hope? That is something the street preachers can't give the Hebrews. They can't give them that hope because they can't see the hope. They can only see the atrocities. They can only see their condition. But somebody's got to say there's a way out. You know, they got angry with Moses because Moses had an encounter with the father. And the father said, go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go and then go talk to your people. The people wanted out, but they didn't know how to get out. And when Moses came and talked to them and Pharaoh 
tightened up that reign against them. They were angry with Moses, yet he was sent to be the deliverer, to show them the way out. And we're at the time of the end, and that's what my calling is, is to help people find the way out. Because we're coming out, and all of these systems that we've lived in, all of this bondage, all of this supremacy, all of it in, in us and, and, and in them and, and in the nation, all of this stuff is going away. This, is, this stuff is fading and passing away. The custom of this world is passing away. And so that's my calling. I don't want to dwell on that myself in my calling and my ministry. It is fading. And so what we need to do is find a way that we're going to be taking out. And that's what's happening. You know, I, I just want to say this. I was approached by a couple. They moved all the way from Wisconsin, and they're here in Merced. This is a powerful couple. She has a Ph.D. These people are dynamic. And she writes policies for um, universities. And they were brought to Merced. They thought they were going to be taking a job writing policy for a Christian university. Turns out the father wanted them here. They started a radio station. It's called Central Valley Community Radio. And this radio station, they're just launching. Then they were live in, 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 in Milwaukee, where they came from, but now they're here launching it. And yesterday I met with them. They called me, and they said, we want you to be one of our key people on the radio teaching our people. They came into the truth 20 years ago, and they were teaching their kids. But they say all we see on the Internet is negativity. It's a loop. They can't find that higher level that they need to be on. They know their Hebrew is life. They don't go to the churches. They, they know that they can't dwell in that environment, but they've been hungry looking for the higher calling. And so when she met me, we met briefly, and I just shared with her. I said, yes, you're a Hebrew is life, and we talked briefly, and she says, we want you to teach. And so that's what I'm talking about. There are people that are so hungry. They know all this stuff. They're ready to find the way out. They're ready to start really living as Hebrew Israelites, not with, with all this contradiction, not with all this rules. and They, they just want to live. They want to have a hope. They know that something is changing in the atmosphere. That's part of what I'm called to do, and I'm not the only one. But that is what I'm called to do, and that's what the Father is beginning to launch. And their, their programming is international, and it is, um, they, they are all across the United States. When they, when they go live, it will have an international reach. So I'm just saying the Father is, is saying that we're at a time where we need to have a paradigm shift, and we need to shift gears in terms of educating our people and getting them ready come out because the father is the one that's going to do the cleansing and the purifying and he's going to get all the junk the supremacy the negativity the the nigger word and all that he's going to take all that out of us when he gathers us into the wilderness he said he would do it so we got to get the people prepared to go there that's where that's where i'm called so that was the comment i wanted to make not to, I'm not saying that your calling is not valid and what you're doing on your network, but you have a powerful platform, and you're in the streets talking to people, and they're negative, and you're getting that negative feedback, but I think you have to rise above that because the Father, all that stuff, only the Father can take out of the mind and the heart and the spirit of Israel when he purifies Israel. 
but you have a powerful platform to point them to the light, and you already are called and ordained and, and knowledgeable in the scripture and in the way of the Messiah, as well as understand you're a Hebrew Israelite, and you have a powerful, powerful, powerful platform before you. But I think you should use it more towards pointing them into the direction and let the Father do the cleansing because they're going to they're gonna think that way until they're transformed. And many of them are not transformed. They don't have the Ruach. They don't even have a proper relationship with the Most High. They just know they're Hebrew Israelites and they're angry about something. But until they are transformed and filled with the Ruach and have a proper understanding, they're going to be stuck right there. And no amount of teaching is going to really help them understand that until they have an encounter with the Ruach of the Most High. So that's what I'm saying. You have a tremendous, tremendous open platform before you, tremendous platform. And uh, just I'm just encouraging you to take it higher, take it higher on a higher level. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And uh, I hear every word you're saying. And I, like I said, I always try to listen to the show one more time. And I'm sure I'll get something even then that I'm not getting now. I appreciate it. I really do. I think that I'll just have to, we just have to be prayerful about it. And I would say the same to you, though. I'll say the same to you. You know, what are you going to do when you get people that's coming to your, you know, organization or blog or whatever you're doing there in Mercy and if we're like I mean you you can talk about what is going on with the Hebrew community and all the great things and that 40,000 people now left went to Israel moved to Israel or whatever just I'm just making up some here and you can talk about these people who went through Africa and the father's doing something and it is encouraging but if they're sitting up there and the father loves his creation he want all to be saved. He never, ever just wanted Israel. And you're sitting up, and your people around you is full of hate. And you can't get them. That's why I don't mention no names. But that's why some people I can't work with. Yes, I believe it's time. I'm excited. Very excited. This is our time. But it's really humanity's time. Because now, Bible studies is going to make more sense to everybody because you're going to put the right people in the right spot and now you can understand the most high even better because he does look like he's picking on those people so it ain't just for us it's because so many things are coming our way and we've been down for so long it is more glorious i think for us but a lot of people is gonna have be happy to support us we don't need them. I'm not going to say we don't need them. I'm going to say we shouldn't step and wait on certain people to support us. But if you're sitting up calling people out of their names and saying they're devils and this and that, and they got millions of dollars that they want to bless you with or help you, or the Father, more importantly, want to help you, but because there's such a hate associated with you and your resurrection, you're impeding your own growth. So... I agree. I hear you. And I think I even agree that maybe I do need to see some things, but I promise you, what I'm feeling in my spirit is a love for humanity. 
I know that there's those people that is called and not going to ever be with us. I understand the enemy, but it's not going to just be a certain people. It's going to be some of us that is just not going to make it. Israelites, that the Father is going to judge the Israelites too. They're not going to make it. Well, who's going to address them? So I think you're a wholesome sister. I always thought so. I don't care if you know more than I know. It don't mean that I say a lot of people know more than I know. My name is Seth. S-E-T-H. That means substitute. Someone else is the call. I come into the play as a substitute. I'm not the teacher. I'm the substitute teacher. So if you're the teacher... And you have a high note of not being facetious. You very well could be. You don't intimidate me. You just are. So what? You're, you're a servant. So am I. It's not about business what the Father's going to do with you or I. We just do what he tells us. Your work may be more important. I can't help it. Mine's isn't. Or maybe mine's is It's not my business. I know one thing. I've got, I can't help but to share the things that's in my heart. I cannot endorse hate. We ain't going nowhere as a people with hate. I do not want this thing to abort. I want everybody that see us as Israelites, I want the Israelites to get their fur due. I want us to come out of this Egypt. I want that remnant to return. I'm excited. I took folks to Israel just to be playing around. I've done it. Like nine years straight, begging people, come see, come see. So nobody's more interested in res- resurrecting this dead Jacob like I am. I've done it. I proved it. So my point is, I just see some things that I feel the Father's grieved by. And if I'm not, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm allowing that to control me. Let's go there. Maybe I'm allowing it to. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, uh, what they call it, hurt by it, or I'm devastated by it. Maybe I let it too, get to me too much, and now I'm just stuck on white sperm, white sperm, white. But again, it is the biggest giant. We call it five smooth stone because we're throwing stones at it. But racism is untapped, untouched. It's an unchallenged giant. So you mean everything, all the sins in America, is, is 95,000 sermons on them. But when it comes to racism, no, 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 don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. I, I just don't see that. I just don't see it. No, I especially, especially, and then we'll take a little break. We'll come back and see how long you can talk. As long as you did the last time, I don't really, I don't really care. I'm kind of glad you're on. I need you on. And I want you to just feel free. Tonight, you can share what you want to share. But I do want to take a little break and get some drink, among other things. But really quick, I'm going to say this. Especially if this giant is standing in the church, the world we can't we can't hold on to accountability. But when you got believers walking around with children and spraying each other with bullets, them killers in, in Chicago, they some of their parents are believers. They don't value black lives. They don't, it, we, we are white supremacists. We Israelites is full of it, but God is not calling nobody to talk about it. I, 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 I just can't go get with that. I think he wants us to deal with that. He wants us to talk about hope that's coming. 
it's, if nothing else, we talk about white supremacy and say, listen, you got to get this out of you because the Father is doing something great with us. It's our time to come out. But you can't go into the promised land with this leaven. If nothing else. But let's talk about it when we come back from the break. I'm actually going to let you respond, and I'll give you the it'll flow for about, I don't know, we'll say 10 minutes uninterrupted. But just allow me to take a little break, and then we'll come right back. You okay with the break? I am okay with the break, and actually, um, I need a little longer uh, break when from our break because I I need to do something. But I'm on listening, but I probably won't be able to respond for at least about about twenty minutes or so. Is that okay? okay? Well, we'll take a little break now. This this is gonna take a little break, and then when we come back. We'll just wait for you to come back whenever you want to. It's not a problem. But like I said, you got the floor if you want it. We can share the floor tonight. Unfortunately, per se, per se couldn't didn't get back with me, and so this is what's going. This is what we have tonight, okay? But I think it's good what you said, and people are listening. Okay, can I put my hand down, and then I'll let you, that that'll be my signal when I'm back. There you go. Again. That's a good one. Go ahead and press one. That's a very good idea. You know the system. So go ahead and press Alrighty. one. And uh it didn't went down yet. Let me let me uh let me put you on hold. For some reason I'm gonna tell you when your hand goes down. So right now you're on hold. Go ahead and press one against the Eliana. Let me refresh my board. Okay, your hand is down. So again, press one when you wanna come back on. Gotcha. All right, folks, again, you've been listening to the Fossils on Network. I'm Brother Seth. We're just talking about this, that, and the other. We earlier talked about the gay mayor of Chicago and uh, how I said that I have an inkling she's going to do a very good job and that I had this running with the, uh, this misunderstanding with a minister that was just judging her so hard for the homosexuality of the homosexual that she is of being a gay, uh, openly gay uh, mayor, first black open gay mayor, he couldn't get past that and saying, you know, that I had the spirit of Antichrist by even saying things like, she, I think she may be a good mayor. He thinks that's endorsing her lifestyle. When I said very clearly that I don't endorse the lifestyle, some of us just can't get past that. We talked about that. We talked about that earlier. Then we shift gears and start talking about uh, this 14-year-old boy that was shot by the police, and I was just trying to talk about before Cecilia and Eliana came on about the mindset of these police officers and how we probably see this more often because these are sometimes, I think, good white males. I know I get in trouble with that. People think, oh, you're crazy. No, there are white males listening to information that make us look like we are the problem. We are holding America back. We are ungrateful. We are uh, uh Big government, uh, we are, you know, interested in the government taking care of us. And they feed on this stuff and feed on this stuff, and we just look like the enemy. And like Louis Farrakhan said so brilliantly, what do you do when the people is painted as a boogeyman? You kill it. So oftentimes certain situations happen when you have that fear in you, and they've talked about it. Many whites have very been very remorseful after they shot somebody. But uh, oh, those of you, I just got the message, those of you that uh, listen to the show tonight, those of you that listen to the show tonight, you clicked on the link. You didn't call the phone number. You clicked on the link to listen to us. You've got to call the phone number quickly, 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 as you're going to be disconnected. We only are contracted to 10, and the next minutes that we roll over is a courtesy they give us, and uh, you only can hear the next minutes. You've got 60, you got 60 seconds now. You only can hear the rest of the show by calling the show. Call it. Call it. Erica 914. 
five five nine oh. All right, Eric nine one four two oh five 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 nine oh. But anyway, I was just talking about the police officer and his you know, how a lot of people just I was trying to show the atmosphere to create how somebody could easily get shot by a good man. Now remember, there are black men that are shooting black people as well. There is not white men or black men shooting white males. This is a philosophy. And I just was saying earlier we have to challenge this philosophy. Not spend a whole, as the CLA, I was saying, all your energy on it. I agree with her. But when it comes up, if it, if it faces you, many of you work with white men all, all day long and you're hearing this stuff, challenge it. The father loved them too. That's somebody's child. That's a soul that we need to win. We're Israel. We're supposed to be leading people back to the Most High. We don't let races be racist and move on. I think we need to be building the nation of Israel. True. But I'm not going to ignore some white person in front of me saying something racist and I got the answer to. You know, again, we have to be led by the Spirit either way. Anyway, so take a short break. We'll be right back again. You've been listening to the Five Smooth Star Network. I'm Brother Seth, Sister Eliana Baya, who have co-hosted many shows before. It happens to be on the line uh, just as a courtesy, helping us out tonight. And I appreciate everything she said. I hope she knows that I really appreciate it. And this is what, what uh, the brothers, uh, we do off the air. We we just say things because guess what? Brother Seth don't know it all. I could be dead wrong. But maybe not. We'll be right back.
like her heart is so strong about the things she believes in, I can't escape from what I was saying before I went on the break. I talk to Israelites all the time, and um, they have found out who they are, and they are excited, and they should be, and I'm not trying to rain on their parade. I want them to rejoice that we have truly, finally found out who these people are in the Americas. We found out that African Americans is truly one of the lost tribes of Israel. Oh, my goodness. It makes sense when you take it and you begin to look at the scriptures and insert us as a nation in the scriptures. It's going to come alive. It's a song called Lead Me to Zion. Lead me to Zion or the place of the Most High where he dwells. Don't have to be necessarily Jerusalem, but just where the Most High is. Lead me to where he is, Zion, Zion. I know at one point Zion was definitely Jerusalem or Jerusalem. Anyway, I understand. Uh, I understand, brothers and sisters, the need uh, to, to just hear hope. Who wants to be a part of a movement that ain't going nowhere? Who wants to be a part of uh, just a bunch of, you know, the scripture says hope deferred, make it the heart sick. Hope deferred, put off, put off, make it the heart sick. But a dream that comes to pass is a blessing. So, you know, you want your dream to come, a pass, come to pass. And we, we have found out who we are and, I understand the sister. That's one of the reasons my wife used to like to listen to her. Everybody has liked that about her. That her meaning Sister Eliana. Sister Eliana's gift definitely has made room for me even inviting her the first in the first place, and will continue to because I recognize we need that, and I hope I'm doing it as well. But I also talk about things that are those little small foxes that's going to destroy this movement unless somebody tell these mostly young people hey hold up instead of having white people kiss your boots in New York City talking about you we go, y'all going to kiss God going to give it all you you devils there ain't no few people saying this. There's thousands and thousands of people saying this. I mean, I shouldn't say thousands. That's not true. But I mean, yeah, you know, I think that it is thousands. But it's not just New York. It's everywhere I go, I'm hearing this. Well, yeah, they're supposed to serve the Israelites. That's true. But I wouldn't go up and tell nobody, you know, that. Tell them who you are. And tell them, I mean, you know, that's going to come. Once they see who you are and they see the love you have for them and, they, and how you are imparting to them spiritual gifts and, and you're able to break down the word after they see that you are a lover, you really care about them, then you can talk about how what happens to them and I don't think they would even mind. I had this, so this one this clip where his brother said, I agree with y'all. I agree we're going to serve you. And the guy said, lick my boots. He even licked his boots. The guy still dogged him out. My point is, what are we doing with this new revelation? If we're going to turn around and do that to the nations, I've got to stop the music for this. If we're going to turn around and it's thousands doing this, and they recorded video, audio and video, 
which means it's going to keep on. They just said that one time, every time they play a video, not only are they going to be telling whites, look my boots, y'all are devils. They're going to be telling new converts to say that to them. It's how you treat white people. Isn't that why Israel came into captivity in the first place? I said, wasn't it our rebellion and us not being excited about the Most High Yah and not rejoicing in front of the nations and sharing about our relationship with Him and how they too can have this relationship? Isn't that what brought us to America in the first place? That's where I'm at. I'm saying to them on the internet, I'm, you know, a brother Elisha just no went off on me. Done banned a lot of us. It was they come at him so hard. He don't say what I say. I love white people. When I, he's he, he, he's hardcore white people, and they still they can't get along with him because he's saying y'all can't be saying this certain thing. And now it's toned down. Why do you think they toned it down? Listeners, those of you listening to archives, if you listen next year, next two years, why do you think the Israelites in New York have toned down? I think they've toned down because they got a hold of some live wires like Brother Seth, Brother Elishua, saying, hey, let's go toe to toe with this. Where you get off is hating these people. And we talked about the white man, the white man, the white man, what the white man doing. Our conversation with the white man is in the devil, Esau. We kill that whole theory about him being Esau because that's the basis of the hate. Then they start trying to get rid of Paul. Don't listen to the Pauline epistle. We got rid of that. We've been challenging these people, challenging these people, challenging these people, challenging these people. It started a long time ago on Facebook. Going toe-to-toe with the Israelites in Cincinnati. I have a long, long, long history of this. They ain't just thought it was blog talk in 2011. So now all of a sudden, they talk like they got some sense. I'm not trying to get glorious at all of that. But our darn show made a big scream about it. So somebody might say, well, brother, it's good. Now it's time to move on. Is it? Is it? I do think Sister Eliana has a heck of a point. I do think the Father is speaking through her. I just think different ones. Each one of us have different plays, different different parts in this in this play or in this kingdom or in this movement. We just gotta obey what the Father is saying. We are a very diverse nation of Israelites. Some of us gonna be talking about finances, and that's all we're gonna talk about. Finance, finance. We're gonna finance the movement. We're gonna talk about getting our money together to go to the next. Place. Some people gonna come in talking about the law, the law, the law, the law. What part of the law we keep? What part of the law we don't keep? How there's a spiritual law? How we got to be led by the spirit? That's the most. That's the highest law. It's just every, there's different people with there. Everybody ain't gonna sound like. Some people gonna sound completely different than the next person. I mean, you hear John. He's going to be saying something completely different, not contradicting the other, but completely different. I'm listening to see Eliana, and I'm saying, I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. And when she comes on, my wife said, I like her. My wife literally says what Sister Eliana said. You know, you talk a lot about, you know, judgment and, and the 
and it, and it kind of turns people off. Well, there you go, Seth, right there. All the problem is my wife is not the Holy Spirit. My wife never wants to show. I can't base things on my wife. My wife also is the same person that don't want to deal with the movement because of the hate. <laughs> so I live with a woman that loves to hear the kingdom, uh, what Sissy Eliana was saying, you know, uplifting everybody. My wife eats that. She loves it. She loves the hope that Sissy Eliana has. But she lives with a husband who do I do. Now, y'all know me. Come on now. Y'all know I talk about the hope and the goodness and the great things coming. Now, come on. You do know that. But I don't talk about that, Sissy Eliana. I don't talk about it. I don't. I don't have that gift. May somebody may say she don't have your gift, possibly. I don't really care. I don't. I, I quit trying to be the winner a long time ago. I'm too wretched and undone. There haven't been too many issues. Got too many skeletons in the closet. Like I said, my name is Seth. It means substitute. I don't have to be the person that's the sharpest of the, the knife in the drawer. I'm not trying to be false humility either. I'm telling you, I'm not the smartest. Many of you is going to do it better than I am. You can go on the same blog. You can get the same little $39 a month, a month and do far better. Your video is going to be better. You're going to speak better English. You're going to do, do it. Good. You may even have more listeners. People say, oh, Seth, you use PayPal on your, on your website. Okay, I dropped the ball and I still ain't got a PayPal. Okay, I'm lazy on that, you know, and I'm probably missing money. Probably All kind of opportunities I miss because certain things I do. That's just flat out lazy or whatever. That's me. I'm not trying to put myself down either. I'm saying what I do good, I do good. But somebody else is going to come along and not do as good as me. Somebody else is going to come along and do better than me. I don't have a problem with that. So, listeners, what are you going to get out of this? You're going to get out of this that we need both. We need everybody to obey the Father. Whatever their gift is, do it. Do it well. Put your heart into it. I hope to see you going to come on next week. Week after that, I invite her every single show. I do. I don't care about what Cecilia, Cecilia, how much she talk. Or I do have to talk to a lot, but tonight she could just run as much. She we still probably go to another ten, fifteen minutes. But I just want everybody to know this is how I roll with Brother Elishua. We have disagreements. The brother could call on the show. Y'all heard the thing go down right there on the show. You know, look, this is just how I am. This is just how we roll. And I hope and pray that I'm not being religious or being uh, facetious or being anything. I hope y'all hear the love I have for Cecilia and for you and for the white man. Because this is not my truth. This is not my movement. And Israel is not my people. This is all somebody else's stuff. I'm just trying to help resurrect us. A nation has been beat down so long. We thought we was niggas for so long. My mother died not knowing we Israelites. My aunts and, and uncles, some of them died not knowing we was Israelites. Now I'm trying to let everybody know the good news of how we are the people of that book. And I'm talking about a remnant that's going to return. And I try to contact people in Israel to talk about how it is there. And I try to bring on my niece begging her to come on and talk about how wonderful it is there. And I start talking about a remnant. And I start talking about how, because people look at me and say, well, what about you? Why do you? 
They got all these muscles, and they're looking at like, what, what, what? I have to defuse them. I have to say no, like Habakkuk, when he said to the father, do you delight in seeing this oppression? Do you delight in seeing us go through all this crap with these people? Do you delight in this? Is this something you get a kick out of watching? Why do, why do you show me all of this oppression? He said, wrong judgment goeth forth. And then the father said, hey, you among the heathen. Hey, you among the heathen. I will work a work in your day. You're not going to believe it even if it was told you. That person that's standing upright, he is not upright. In other words, these whites that rule over us, they muscles look big. They muscles is not big. He goes on to deflate what Habakkuk saw. That's what I call myself doing, deflating white supremacy. They're not that powerful. Because many of our people are trying to be Israelites, but they're still practicing white supremacy. They're still talking about how powerful this white man is. Somebody got to say, no, he ain't that powerful. He only has power because the Most High is, is using him as a judgment. I tell white people that they think, well, you know, we did all these things for you. No, you didn't. <laughs> Y'all been played. And you better make sure you carry out the judgment according to what he put in your heart. Because if you go any further, and you are going to take it further, it's prophesied that you will. This is why your nation is going to be down. Somebody has to teach that. Somebody is looking and saying, no, these people not like us. They're so different. They still come with all these little theories. So I got to come out and say, well, no, look at that white skin. Turn in your Bibles. have to say things like, there's no, like the Father gives this to me to tell people. The earth is green and brown. There's nothing that look like white people. When I tell people and they think about it, they're like, wow, I never thought of that. But it breaks the back of white supremacy. Out of all the things I teach, leprosy breaks the back of white supremacy faster than any other thing. Because if white skin, I'm coming to your uh, private number. I'm coming to you in a second here. If if what brother said this is telling the truth about white skin being a recessive mutation that in biblical time was a plague, oh my goodness. If he can just get the world to see that, that's called break. That's, that's the backbreaker. Israel has to be people of color. And it would be insulting to think that the Messiah was olive even. He had to have been charcoal black. If white was if, was a one time a recessive, mutated state that came on as a result of sin, then the Messiah had to have been a dark skin. Israel had to have been a dark skin. And no matter what these whites were doing with their technology and all of the great things they're doing, the whole planet would say, oh, my goodness, y'all couldn't have done this no more than about five or 600 years because the rest of the planet was for sure dark skin. And don't have to worry about I don't have to worry about this ministry. But I don't have to worry about February coming around and us getting a magnifying glass trying to dig out black inventors if the leprosy series was taught to the earth. That's the backbreaker of fire from stones. Leprosy. But how uncomfortable does it make you? I know, I know. Eric Coe, actually it's not an Eric Coe, this is a private number. 
Your hand is up. I'm coming to you right now. Go ahead and start talking. I'd just like to know the city and whatever name you want us to call you on the show tonight. Go ahead. The person that pressed one on their phone, your hand is up. Your line, your line is open. We can hear anything you're saying. Go ahead and just let us know. You don't even have to give us the city. Just start talking. Hello, hello. Go on once, go on twice. If someone press one of the phone lines, you have a private number. Go ahead and start talking. Well, I guess they're a little shy. Well, anyway, folks. Anyway, I hope y'all understand the gift that Sister Eliana bring to the table. It is a gift from the Most High Yah, God of Israel. She is on point. There are some people she is going to draw that will not listen to me. Period. I'm gonna go I'll go out on a limb and say most people is gonna want to hear her and not me. But I tell you one thing: if you give me a hundred Israelites and they are following the Spirit, not saying hurt that you know what well, she's saying, people are not following the Spirit, but I'm saying. There are a lot of people that want to be uplifted, want to hear, and they want to be encouraged, and and they probably live in right too. But I'm saying, folks, all I'm trying to say is this: if I can have a hundred Israelites that understand who that white man is, and that he is in need of a savior, and that you Israelite have the ability to lead him to that 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 savior, because he's been watching you all his life anyway, you tell him who we are. You don't want to spend all your time with him. I understand. But this ministry to the to the Israelites first, and then to the Gentiles. And I'm not just talking about the white men as Gentiles. I'm talking about anybody that's not Israelite, Africans, anybody in any continents. You know, of course, we know some Africans are Israelites, but I mean, I look at all Gentiles the same. We're called to them, and we better be leading them to the Most High. So, Brother Seth feels like he's got these five smooth stones and that they are godly, God-ordained. Do I, do, am I in the flesh sometimes, ego? Yes. Some of this is flesh. Some of this is, you know. But I try my best to, I don't just go out and try to do something in the flesh. Every time I say a word on this network, I'm trying to do it the most high way. I really am. I really want to reach you, listener. I really want to inspire you. I want, like Sister Eliana was saying, I want you to be really uplifted by what you hear. That's why I do these shows. That's why I do them. Some days I have a house full, some days I don't have hardly any. Uh, I'm thankful that most of the shows are get a nice following. Uh, most of the shows, uh, you know, have to scroll up and down to see all the callers. And then if you start talking about how many callers, how many people are going to listen to these shows in archives, you could be talking about thousands on some just one show. And that's the truth. So I'm grateful for, you know, those of you that listen. 
But I'm just serious. If if I if I can if I had my way, I would I would I would if I was like a pastor, my number one thing would be love. It would be love. Feel it on his back, and I'm gonna try to wrap the show. I'm gonna have a few words here. I gotta wrap the show up in less than less than five minutes. I thought she would come on a little sooner, but I was getting ready to wrap this show up, so I'm gonna let her come on anyway and have some words. But let me just say this: If I was a pastor, my number one thing would be love. It would be the spirit in you. It wouldn't even be knowing you Israel. Somebody said, "Well, you got a, you got a choice. You got nine thousand members. Do you want them to know who the Israelites are? Or do you want them to love? I would say love." Because I didn't always know I was Israel. Most of my core teachings came, but I didn't know I was Israel. I see people coming into this teaching, the revelation of Israel, they don't have no love, and they don't have no uh, proof about them, and they don't line posting porn, trying to show how America's Babylon, they don't know to even post porn. Can you believe it? And so it's just all kind of cuckoo stuff going on within the Israelite community. These are young people, and they need these older people to help. You know, I'm like Brother LSU on this. He said, man, if I could do it. No, Brother John said, if I could, I would. No, LSU said it. Both of them said it. <laughs> they were saying at some different points that if they could pass it, they would rather pass the traditional Christian than to pass the, these new Israelites because they just, uh, they, uh, they're uncouth. They don't have morals, not morals. They don't have manners. They don't, they don't seem to... Uh, this is Eliana. Look like she hung up. I guess she wanted to, to get on soon. But keep in mind, I've been waiting for. But she said she'd be back in 20 minutes. So I was just trying to get this out. So, but anyway, uh, you know, probably should have went to it right away. But you got to be a little patient. She just pressed one about three minutes ago. So anyway, uh, folks, I got to wrap up this show. I hope y'all understand and hear my heart. I'm not trying to dog out Cecilia. Eliana. I just think we have different ministries and we just got to respect each other. I can't be her. She can't be me. So, anyway, I'm going to go on now with a song I think you will always remember. Um, my goodness, it said, don't let them catch you with your work undone. It's an old one, but a good one. Y'all don't be hearing these old old songs. This is a good one. This is a good one. Don't let him catch you with your work undone. Brother Seth is just trying to get his work done. That's all I'm doing. And I think I'm doing it wrong sometimes. I think I'm doing it right sometimes. But you can never say that it wasn't based out of love for all people and trying to reach all people with the gospel. Trying to be that spiritual Jew first and foremost who the Father is working with and then the biological bloodline Jew second. Okay, it's the truth. Anyway, love every single one of y'all. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Check us out next week. Okay, stay tuned.
Your heart. 